Sweet. Teresa North. Hey. Hey, thanks for coming up. I mean, short, you know, like not short notice kind of, <laughs> but like also just end of the season, you know, so. Yep, tomorrow. Tomorrow's the end. Oh, it's so <laughs> wild. We were just talking about that coming so fast. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like they fly by now. I like remember my first season. I was like, it's never going to end. And now I'm like, eh. We've already been on six assignments. <laughs> oh, is that how many you got in this year? Uh, I think we got like six, and most people got six. Some people got five, four. It depended on if you could go to Canada or not, since we oh. spent half of our season there. But I was going to say, yeah, because that's yeah. where we left off. That's great. It's a great segue. I don't yeah. do that on purpose, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's perfect. Because, yeah, last time we talked, I mean, we left the next day, right? Yep, yeah, we went to Alberta, and we ended up kind of, like, linking up with Craig Hotshots up there and being, like, a little unit. I want to say mini-surge, but that's a triggering word for a lot of people. Oh, um, <laughs> that's the first time I've heard it, so... I'd... Oh, you've never heard surging before? No. Where you don't... It's, like, where you don't need a... Well, you need a resource order, but you don't actually mobilize into fires so you get to fires and you don't go to camp sometimes sometimes you do just to like get maps and stuff but like it's basically like you're there to like do one critical piece right mm. and like maybe it's like burn nine miles or burn seven miles and you just like get in there it's all prepped you burn a whole bunch and then as soon as that's done you just leave and there's no demob either oh wow it's kind of i think you're attached to the region maybe oh. is how that works and usually they like pair you up with a couple other resources so maybe you're kind of in like a strike team or a task force kind of situation with other hotshot crews or hotshots and some engines and oh. one time we went with like panhandle and great northern when they were a thing and i think we had some engines with us or maybe panhandle just had like an engine instead of a buggy but oh yeah yeah but anyway we ended up like kind of mini surging with craig to alberta we did one roll there in the swamps of peace river which was insane i never thought i would be that north in my whole life oh yeah um and then we are in arden place in edmonton ended up going back to the same fire Coming home and then flying back to Quebec. Oh, whoa. And doing like 21 in Quebec almost, I think. Just with all the travel and stuff. I think it was about 20. Oh, wow. The time we got back, yeah. So, so the first roll was about 20, then you said? Uh, the first roll was like, uh, yeah, two 14s plus some travel days in between and on the ends. And I think we took like two R&R days instead of three. Oh, gotcha. Just being on the road. But. Yeah, because I saw some photos. I thought you guys had R&R in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool, yeah. Which actually worked out really well, because had we R&R in place in Quebec instead of, uh, like, Edmonton and Alberta, we all would have been so lost for French, so it's good oh. it ended up that way, because at least the first two fires were in English, and then the third time, they were like, all right, this is real Canadian, we're doing French now. Whoa, I didn't, yeah, I didn't even <laughs> think about that, like, that never even crossed my mind. Got some kids trying to do some donuts here in the parking lot. It's going to be a little more high traffic area <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast. I don't, I don't know if that's the right car to be doing it in. It's like a no. Scion thing. Like a yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess you know, effort for trying. Yeah, very top heavy. Good yeah, level. but yeah, so like, um, so I've actually been to that uh, mall there at Edmonton. Is it just like the Edmonton Mall? That oh giant yes, one? I think it's like one of the largest malls in the world. There's a whole amusement park in there, like a water park downstairs. Yeah. We all definitely went to that. that um, there's cool. a pirate ship in there. Whoa. Would I, recommend. Would recommend. That's cool. Yeah, because I. I like, uh, I think it's the first time I've ever been on a roller coaster. I went upside down. It was in that mall. Oh, <laughs> like was it? Right on. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, we didn't quite make it to the roller coasters. We got too stuck in the water park, but, you know. I don't blame you, especially on your days off. You know, yeah. you just want to uh, chill, you know? Like, yeah. I, don't, not, I wouldn't be looking for anything kind of exciting. 
You will have that with the hot shots too. Like, oh, days off, time to act like we're twelve. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I kind of miss it a little bit. I yeah. miss that a little bit. You know. Yeah. I think that's probably got to be the hardest part. Moving on. Like everyone's always like, I don't want to leave the crew, but X Y Z. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You never want to leave the crew. <laughs> no. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And yeah. fire in general too. It's just the vibe, right? The hang. That's always yeah. here. The hang. You exactly. Don't leave, you don't leave the hang. And I, I didn't know at first. I was like, well, I'm still going to talk to you guys. But then, you know, everyone's busy doing other things. So. Oh, yeah. And everyone, like, shotguns out in the summer. So. Yeah. Good yeah. luck hitting up someone with, like, snail mail. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, hey, I don't know where you're at in the world. Especially, like, in type one. Fire, yes. Like, but if you ever make it back, we should pull out the river and go fishing or something. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> if you feel up to it and you're not burnt to a crisp by the sun by then. Yeah. Yeah. You're <laughs> doing mound laundry or whatever else you yes. gotta do. Ugh. At least we have three days now instead of two. That is I'm like nice. a godsend. Yeah, because that's so nice. Yeah, like, for people don't know. I mean, that first day, like, I, at least for me, I wouldn't do anything the first day. I was just yeah. like catching up on rest. Exactly, and yeah. Eating some good food. Like, you're like thinking about doing laundry, but you know you will procrastinate it a while longer. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, so the yeah. second day, I'd be like, oh, I got laundry day. So I spent like, you know, the day that yeah. day cleaning up. And but now you actually get two days off plus like your chore day. Oh, that's so nice. nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then you, you guys got to go in those cool, like, swamp buggy things up there right we did we got to go in the haglands and the argos and what were they? the nodwells i didn't know they there was that many of those things. oh yeah they all have crazy names all all the operators from what i can tell are crazy as well um oh, good <laughs> so that's good like crazy in a good way but yeah. i was just like are you smoking a cigarette in here we don't do that in the u.s that's crazy anyway that is yeah yeah but yeah, yeah just like huge tracked vehicles can go through like most swamps we did roll one on its side Oh. Which is like a problem because when you're up there, like it's black spruce everywhere. So like, good luck winching out a vehicle that's several tons with black spruce. Yeah, n- no hard points in yeah, black yeah. spruce. Yeah. But we did, we did, we made it oh, work. We? Put the winch cable around a whole bunch of them. Oh yeah, teamwork with <laughs> yeah. the trees there. And just like prayed they didn't all fall over. Yeah. Oh. The operator was so thankful though. He offered one of the girls on my squad one five hundredth of a bitcoin. Oh. And she was like, "No, I must decline." And I was like, "You should." Yeah. Good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if you know how much a Bitcoin is worth these days. I don't. I'm, I'm involved <laughs> in cryptocurrency, but that's cool, though. You know. Yeah. So that was our Canada experience. That's all. Yeah, I got. I was getting you know random videos from different folks on the crew there. And, uh, yeah. You know, just uh, the Instagram like they're sending to me, just oh, like yeah. checking in, you know on Instagram and stuff, and uh, it was cool. Like, because the first one, the first one I saw, I can't remember who it was from, but they. Uh, I think they were in like the cab with the driver. Mm-hmm. And I'm like trying to figure out like what are they in, and then they like, scan back to the little like was like a little caboose thing they yeah, were in. Yeah, so like some of them are like one big vehicle. I can't remember which one's which anymore, honestly. But yeah. um, some of them are like disconnected, like a front cab and then like a trailer almost that's tracked as well. Yeah, and that's where like the crew would sit. Oh whoa! Had a whole bunch of windows you could like open up. So you, oh yes, the swamp. Oh whoa! See all the beavers. We did see a lot of beavers. Like. Like the big ones that are that oh, you hear yeah. about up there, like the yeah, giant just beavers. building huge dams. Yeah, we're like, oh, this is so Canadian. That's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you always hear like people joking around about being like beavers the size of small black bears. Oh bit. yeah, like forty pound beavers. No joke, fifty pound beavers. I was like, that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, oh. but also, so was everything in Canada. Like, right. Their air operations are just so different. Like, we'll just land this helicopter in the middle of a not closed road. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> we got to talk to that guy. Why wouldn't we? Yeah. I'm like. 
a lot of reasons. Yeah. Road's not closed mostly, but yeah, maybe it's power lines or something else. You know, yeah. it's kind of hazard. But it was so no much adjusting to like because we weren't only working with Canadians. Obviously, like a lot of people who went up to Canada, we were working with Koreans, oh, whoa. which was interesting. Um, we all learned how to say hi in Korean. I think that's as far as we got. Yeah. Um, more, more and than me. what did you say? So more than me. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Koreans like extremely hard to speak. But um, yeah, like Koreans, Canadians. We had like an Australian task force. Everyone's calling things different things. Oh, man. We got the tight guard, a.k.a. the line, the direct line. <laughs> like, I have no anything, but it's like a different language you're speaking to me right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, There's no like standard compliments when you're doing hose lays in Canada. Everything's just like an inline T. You just like, slap it in. Like, oh, Use I hose clamps. Like, Spray your friends in the face. Yeah. So much pressure hit me one day when I was trying to do it. It was like me and one of the seasonals trying to like break this hose that was down in a little like ravine v yeah. and there was just so much back pressure and we were so close to the pump we had like two hose clamps on both sides of it like wrenching on opposite threads and it just when it finally like let loose it sprayed me so hard in the face it like blew my nose ring out <laughs> whoa that was some power yeah i was like this is an experience yeah, yeah through the sinuses and out the mouth like, ah, yeah tasted that water yeah. yeah first roll was great though and then canada kind of wore on us so we were like super excited to get back to montana i bet yeah how, how was everyone's feet after all that because it's, it's still pretty soggy up there even though there's fires everywhere right yeah so like honestly when we were in alberta it was a lot swampier than quebec because quebec was like think like upstate new york like adirondacks like oh, kind cool. of country so like, if you got down low it would be super buggy and swampy but there was like rocky knolls and stuff at least alberta no topography whatsoever just black spruce couldn't see through it just thicker than a dog's hair yeah um and yeah just super swampy we all ended up actually we got so much rain we were on our fire which are all numbered up there they're not named hmm. um so we're on fire number whatever whatever i can't remember at this point they've all blurred yeah. but yeah we ended up like going into peace river and having to buy muck boots a full crew buying muck boots oh cool I was getting pictures of, like, some stylish boots up there. Is oh, there, like, yeah. a special kind of boot for sawing? Oh, yeah. So they have uh, big steel-toed rubber orange saw boots. That's what I saw, That yeah. I've heard are highly uncomfortable. Do not come recommended by the Sawyers. Oh, gotcha. I bet but, they're hot. Yeah. yeah. They, they were super hot, and they also didn't, like, cinch down at the top. So, like, as you were cutting, stuff would just fall in them. Ooh. That was, like, the major complaint. But... so nice. Just filling your boot with sawdust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, like, anything that Hot Shots can't complain over, they will. So. Uh -huh. I like to think it gave us a bonding thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> pour your boot out, but just right? debris, you know? My pile's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, take that. Yeah. Uh, that's true. It's like measuring, you know, a weird measuring stick that people in fire have, you know? Right? Like, I suffered more today. Yeah, exactly. Look at, look at all the stuff I did, you know? All the yeah. bad things that happened to me. Yeah, but it was just like, from start to finish, no matter where we were in Canada, just like an, in an insane experience I thought I would never have. Like, fighting yeah. fire in a different language? Okay. Wow, I know, like, I'm still, yeah, I'm still kind of stuck on that, so I'm, like, having a hard time, like, I got more questions, but I'm, like, wow, like, Korean and French, like, holy cow. Yeah, that's yeah. So cool, you know, and especially the train differences, I mean, that's, like, like, you went to Alaska and, like you said, and New York, like, upstate New York, mm -hmm. and, you know, mixed it into one, like, that, ah, so cool, and you guys were there twice then, you said? Yeah, so we were in um, the Alaska of Canada, aka Alberta, twice, oh. and then we did another role in Quebec. So three times altogether in Canada, I think we hit like four or five different provinces just with travel and driving and going to fires. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even ask. Were you guys 
using the bitterroot buggies the whole time? Are you guys flying? Or? Oh, so that's actually a story in itself. Our oh. first roll, we went down, and when we are in art in place, we had our buggies. Um, my buggy is the oldest buggy known to man. It's built out of sticks, and we actually just run <laughs> like Fred Flintstone. Yeah, there's, everybody, put your feet down. Yeah, there's no drivetrain. I'm like, come on, guys, hill. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but it is, it is stick shift. Like, I don't know how many like stick shift buggies are still rolling around in the hotshot world, but. Yeah, I haven't even seen one in my whole career. Yeah, that has been like a horrifying learning curve of its own very humbling i think for everyone because you know you can drive stick shift but can you drive like big diesel truck stick shift probably not it's a lot different i i walked into it very confident did a lot of rolling backwards at first yeah just just go with it (laughs) yeah so like we didn't have my buggy at first because it's older than sin so it was getting worked on par usual you know contracted um taking forever so we my squad jumps in two different pickups one we like got from the so here and apparently it was like super government like there was like nine miles on it when we got it but it was like oh, super whoa. government top secret pickup that had like sensitive information in it oh and Can- so like all of a sudden like you're in a different country your phone doesn't work that well we like get service and we're all getting like text messages and calls about like who's driving the truck like our license numbers like if there's anything weird in the cab of the truck and we're like ripping this truck apart we're like we yeah. can't find it yeah, what do you need and like literally like our superintendent's calling people like Seniors on the crew are calling people because they're getting, like, calls from, like, LEOs back here. Like, people from the region. Like, high up people. And, like, no one could find it. Turns out the guy who, like, loaned us the truck was on vacation while this was all happening. And whatever they needed was just in his desk. He took it out before he gave us the truck. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, normal. Yeah. 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 Just normal Forest Service stuff. Yeah. Just no, didn't tell yeah. anybody, but like, yeah. he, but did the right thing. Yeah, he was like, I have the top secret information locked in my desk. Don't worry. Oh, so God. after about like two and a half weeks, I think, of like every official from here all the way up to the SO panicking, we realized that it was safely in Hamilton. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, good. yeah, so we Fun did route. have our rigs to answer your question. Yeah. And then um, the third time we went up, we flew. Um, which, you know, how that always ends, you get shoved in a school bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, all, all the overhead and GS Fantastics got trucks and we got shoved in a school bus, which was fine because we had the best bus driver in the world. Oh, awesome. Just taught all the guys how to like cuss in French. I'm like, they don't really need to know that. Yeah, yeah stop it. You're not teaching them good things here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she would just be like, this is not my bus. And then proceed to drive it down forest service, their forest service roads, like. 65 miles an hour, and I would just be like, oh, seatbelts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, hold on. Yeah, no, Priscilla was, she was the man, the man for sure. School bus driver by day, firefighter driver by night, I guess. But, oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Good combination there. Because, like, sometimes you've been on some fires too, like, where you fly and you get this bus driver who is terrified of fire. And, like, oh, yeah. We'll try to dump you off, like, miles away and be like, there you go, go get it. You're like, but no, 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 we need to go up there. <laughs> right. Which is, like, what our communication barrier was. Like, uh, Instead of just saying, like, so my senior was doing his crew boss training assignment when we were in Quebec, and instead, not super great with French, but obviously, like, like I, I speak French pretty well. There's another girl on my crew that's, like, very fluent in French, so we were, like, lucky as a crew to have, yeah. like, some people who could at least be, like, all right, we can get around, like, we can get gas, we can order ice cream, we can fight the fire, I'll talk to the dozer operator because like all the operators bus drivers anything with aviation they didn't really speak english for the most part so like just imagine all of your support people around you just like only speak a different language and he doesn't know this language right and he's doing this training assignment and 
this is the only day our bus driver sees active fire and of course it's smoldering but when you're not around fire ever like smoldering is alarming to you because it's fire on the ground coming toward you down a hill you know just backing but still and we're planning on just waiting till it like backs down to this road and we're gonna like maybe light off the road maybe but we're just holding it right yeah and so like fire is backing down and shane goes back to the bus and instead of saying um goodbye for now i'll be back later he tells the bus driver goodbye forever in french oh just a confusion of terms and she looks at him like what goodbye forever what do you mean there's fire backing down towards me for the first time goodbye forever yeah um and then when we all explained it to each other later Oh. There was much laughing, but that's at the moment, very she, intense. Yeah, did she <laughs> did she like go to leave you guys, or was she just thinking you guys were like the last time she's gonna see you guys because you guys are gonna perish from flames? Well, he goes goodbye forever and then walks away into the thicket of woods that oh. has fire coming through it, and that's all she sees. So I can only imagine. But yeah, she's oh well, I'll see that. Yeah, <laughs> see but la- later she was laughing her face off when I was like, eh, it's kind of funny, right? She's like, it's funny now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the time, it's like what. Oh, yeah, that'd be brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Except people don't know. I mean, you can see, like, I mean, for me, the bitter it's way, which is a long ways for people who can't see. It's like people don't know. I mean, they have no idea that because you see in California, it'll just make these long runs that, you know, just jump high interstates, you know, like eight lanes of traffic and just keep going, you know, and taking cars. So, like, you know, we don't have the understanding of, like, what's safe and what's not, you know. Yeah. Like, there can be good fire. We have good fire. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Man. Even if it isn't a wildfire setting, there can be good that comes out of that. Yeah. Even if it was unplanned. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah, if it's not like, you know, nuke and everything, you know, and yeah. it, it all comes back good, you know. Um, for the most part, I guess. Uh <laughs> did you fight fire in Alaska then before this ever? Have you fought fire um, in Alaska? Um so my first fire ever was in Alaska, actually. Oh, yeah, I was on the Kenai Peninsula. Oh, super cool. Yeah, up on the car card street, car street fire. I'm pretty jealous though, because I never, I never made it to the Kenai. I was more in the interior. Yeah, so. yeah, naturally jumping. Yeah, yeah, kind of where they put you. Yeah, they're like, we have hotshot crews up here. You guys are going to know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it was too. It's not like by Bethel or yeah, Bethel's yeah. Bethel. One of those McGrath is where yeah, the, they're like, the base was. Yeah, like it's a quaint small village. Yeah. You're like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of was. Yeah, we jumped out by like Tulisic or something like that. Yeah, I'm probably okay. saying it wrong, but yeah, nothing there. Oh, definitely, like definitely yeah. saying that wrong. Oh, I don't yeah, know how to right. say it right, but definitely said that wrong. Yeah, for so, sure. So we apologize to everyone yeah, sorry. out there. Yeah, it's a great place. But, everyone yeah. there listening. Uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're tuning in all my fans up in Alaska. Uh, I think I have like one person who's ever watched the, you know, I get like the little analytics. I think it's like. Oh, well, do you have like a map that yeah, shows you? That shows me all the spots. Do you ever get like weird like satellite countries or anything? Yeah. Like, like what? Like China? Yeah, Singapore. And Singapore? Yeah, and like Belgium and stuff. And I was Interesting. Like, oh, yeah. Because, you know, like. English is, uh, you know, such a widespread language. It's like right. you probably wouldn't have that too much here. You know, no, like, no. like, oh, check out the Singapore podcast. I wouldn't have a clue what they're saying. Right, yeah. Know? Yeah, there's no one uh, checking out obscure podcasts from the Forest Service, I don't think, at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so was it fam- familiar then, being in Canada, like since you had the Alaska experience? Kind of like the fuel type, very familiar, and just the wet feet um, and walking. Oh yeah, everyone yeah. knows how it's hard to walk in the tundra, and you're not digging in the tundra. So I was like, oh, okay, Alaska tactics. We're doing pumps and hose lays. This is what we're doing. Yeah, maybe firing, but uh, yeah. So like that was all pretty familiar. All at the same time, though, like very aware you're in a different country. Yeah, man. Just because like like thing things are different there, like from the way they dress. 
to the way their camps are run, to the way your hours will go, um, to things like making your own lunch in the line in the morning and like safety briefings. Like they have laces instead of LCES. Hmm. Anchor points is in there. Oh. So they use that instead. And like, yeah, like everything with aviation. Like they'll have you get out of helicopters and have everyone in the helicopter like bend down next to the skid. And then you look at the pilot and give the pilot a thumbs up when you have the doors closed and everyone's bent down by you. And then they give you a thumbs up back and then they just take off. Oh. Because their thought is that if there's going to be like an accident, you're going to be outside of that circle where you get hit with a rotor i guess if you're right next to the skin oh but i mean i don't know it all kind of seems like a bad deal yeah, being in a hella spot or next to a rotor if anything wherever happens so yeah i don't think it's a safe spot unless you're like by a tree or something yeah jump no. behind like, yeah no it's not, yeah because every time i've you know any of the stuff we've done with like helicopter crashes you know do the like uh what is it like the 60 six minutes no, six minutes for safety. What's the safety briefing that we do every morning? Is it six minutes for safety? Yeah. Yeah. For geez, I've been out this long. Yeah. Hey, this is good. <laughs> it's okay. Now you have to like download them separate. They make you go the extra oh, really? step to be safe. Yeah. Cause, you know, they talk about those incidents, and then they, you know, you, you do like an incident on some other, you know, helicopter crash. It just sounds like it just explodes and metals everywhere. So exactly. You know, yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know, because I mean, you took the heck of a class, right? So they mm-hmm. t- say like it's designed to explode, like rotors go everywhere, and then you're in this little egg, and it's designed to roll down the hill, so it doesn't like crush and kill right. you. Right. It's like right. it never seems to work out that way. You well, know? I feel like they never say crash anytime you're doing like aviation um, oh, at work. There was like hard landing. I'm like, what is the difference? There has to be a fine line here. Yeah. From everything that I have gathered in the last eleven seasons, which it took me eleven seasons to gather this essay, but yeah. from what I have gathered, a crash is when the skids break off the helicopter oh. a hard landing is when they're still intact on the helicopter oh uh, well see i didn't even know that i'm like, sure someone will be chirping at me very soon after this comes out like that's not that difference but. yeah well <laughs> as far as we understand it right now in this yes. moment you know we'll figure out more may later. have made part of that up i don't know yeah yeah that's the fun of the podcast so, yeah no yeah. one knows what you don't know until you tell them yeah hey i like that <laughs> it's a good message i need that like right yeah <laughs> right it gets it. me through training assignments yeah Ah, they don't know. I don't know this. I'm gonna try. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then when I don't know, I'm like, okay, uh, help me out here. You know? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. This, this is what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? You know, that's usually not me. like staring at somebody. You yeah. Know, like, and they're like, no. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, your plan was my plan. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what <laughs> I'm testing you to see what you thought. And yeah. Yeah. Right answer. Correct. It's like the <laughs> yeah, superintendent th- of a hotshot crew. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go. That's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna leave you alone. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah, it's sorry. Now. Sorry, I talked to you. <laughs> Uh, that's how I felt for the longest time until like I got a little older and more on fire and yeah. I mean it's just still a little intimidated like if I talk to you even Jay you know yeah like, I feel like Jay's looking like right through me oh gosh <laughs> yeah. not Jawwood I feel like everyone has this idea of him where they're like he's so mean but I mean he's on a hotshot crew for a thousand years running it so yeah. I mean I could see where you would think that but Jay is also like the nicest like most dadly he is. Or a service dude, I think I've ever met, maybe. Yeah, it's a it's a different blend for me because like I didn't work for him, but like mm-hmm. he uh, he really cared. Like when he asked, like, "How are you?" Like yeah. you can see he really cares. Yeah. You know, like, he doesn't want like a two second answer. He wants like a nice thought out sentence. Yeah, yeah. Like how's how's things going? How you been? You know, and then, uh, but like I feel like if I give him an answer that isn't 
like a, a well thought out. Like, yeah. I think that's what he's like looking through. But I'm like, whoa, I messed up. I should have done better. Yeah, he does this. <laughs> mm. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, I just let him down. Yep. <laughs> you know? I'm sorry. Uh, my morning wasn't interesting enough for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just run. I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I'll come back later. No, I totally feel that, though, man. I feel like, honestly, like even going through like, applying to jump last year and like interviewing and not getting picked up like i was like super self-conscious about like stepping into that process even and like talking to like base managers and jumpers and like people outside of hot shotting like i've been a hot shot for like six years at that point seven years now and like yeah after this season and like stepping into like the single resource like being away from the crew world where i was like on the same fires as them but like off doing other things um a lot of that's changed. I think it definitely like inspires a lot of growth and confidence in people, and at least it didn't me. Yeah. And like, so like moving into like this next coming up phase where like I've applied to other jobs and I know that like cycles coming around, like I feel like I have better answers now. Like I know why I want to be a jumper or a repeller and like be a single resource. I know like what sets me apart from other people. When before I was just like, uh just size really like running uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's not a good answer <laughs> i'm fit i can dig line i can take i can take directions right uh, they're like yeah you and everybody else what makes you uh better <laughs> i think you guys are cooler than everybody else thinks yeah <laughs> yeah like that I think that's you're like i've never like, seen a room of more good looking people yeah have i told you you're beautiful <laughs> yeah have i told you how great that color looks on you today. yeah man i mean the parachutes and you know all match, that. Your eyes. Yeah, match your eyes just gorgeous <laughs> bring out the blue exactly Oh, I'm kind of like low on my dehydration, so. Oh my gosh, me water. too. It's the end of season. Like I'm done taking care of myself. Like downhill climb, where you're just like, should I eat dinner? No, I'm just gonna eat nacho cheese. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's like I'm still got, like in the hangover phase of that in my fire career because probably I, like, I'm in the like I'm going into that mode even though I didn't do any fire. This is the first summer I never did any fire, so I guess maybe that's why. Because like same, like I don't. Like last night, I just I ate because I knew it was the right thing to do. But I was yeah. like hungry, and like I like said, I've been dehydrated lately because also I'm living in the office, so I'm just not thinking about <laughs> drinking, drinking yeah. water. But yeah, that's wild. But I think that's a good segue because you're saying you're uh, gonna try to make the jump here to to jump, to jump, to jump. Yeah, yeah. to like single resource ish yeah. life. I mean, I know like jumping or repelling, like either yeah. way, like you're still kind of you're you still are attached to your crew of bros or dudes you know and yeah. like you're still attached to your program but like you do act in that more single resource capacity and have the ability to like go out on fires like that yeah um so just like yeah quals wise career wise age wise like it's all lining up yeah i think it's like the right time and this this summer i actually i listened to a different fire podcast and they had an article that was published in men's health i think oh cool but it was written by an alaska smoke jumper and it was talking about how he had kind of grown up in smoke jumping and like it was super cool when he was leaving the lower 48 to go up there and like do like his jumping and like his rookie training like earlier on in that career when he was younger and then like as he like got a wife like got a house down here like started to have kids like had another kid he realized that his family needed him more than his crew did yeah. and so he kind of like took a step back from that and i think that's a big change you know just talking to other people who've gotten out of hot shotting that i look up to a lot like no one's ever ready to leave hot shotting like i said about the crew like yeah. i always thought that like people just like had like a moment where they're like nope i'm done like this this is my ready time to like my jump off point where i'm not don't want to be a hot shot anymore but like 
now I know that doesn't really happen. Like no one's ever ready to leave. Yeah. But sometimes it's just the time. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, like your um, uh, growth and fire, like you explained earlier about all these things lining up, you know, it's like once you hit kind of a growth period, where you almost hit like a ceiling if you're like, well, you can stay in the hot shot world, it's fun, you know, smart people, but it's like, you know, it's time for something new, you know, and, yeah. and trout's a different aspect of fire, you know, because that's kind of where I was at too, is like, well, I was looking to go hot shot. I thought a hot shot first before I jumped and I just happened to get picked up jumping first, but, yeah. you know, in the district life type two world, I was like, yeah, I think I've had all there is to see here. You know, it's time for time for something else, you know? Yeah, and it's it's not like I... It's crazy because I look back at, like, 2020 when I came to Bitteroo and just, like, the amount of growth I've had as, like, not only a firefighter but a person in that time is amazing. Yeah. Um, And I look back at those years, like, very fondly. I was like, I'm getting through this podcast without tearing up. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so it's definitely, like, with a heavy heart that I go to leave the crew but yeah like you said you have you have to keep growing like good enough isn't it's not like you yeah. have to go new places you have to try things and fail so you can get better you have to learn from different people you have to like see different horizons different mountains yeah yeah 100% <laughs> though as cliche as some of that sounds like yeah, you get to the point where you're like, all right, I'm looking at like an IC4. How realistic is that going to be to finish on a shot crew? Yeah, not very. Real hard. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. Really hard. Yeah, because it's just not what hot shots do. No, you know? no. You're in that long-term fire game, the big boxing, the going direct on campaign fires. You're not IC in fires. And at a certain point, like, you do just like have to keep pursuing being challenged. And I'm not saying yeah. hot shotting isn't challenging. Like, it will always be challenging. Oh, yeah. Different <laughs> different kind, though. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. It, physically, it's always going to be that demand, you know? And, and, yeah. and mentally, too, you know, like going to a fire and, you know, heading off in the middle of nowhere, you know, and doing yeah. those things. You just get, but you do kind of get used to it, though. You're like, I noticed. Exactly. Doing like, that. Yeah. now I'm like, you see that ridge over there? That's dawn, boys. And everyone's like, no. Oh. And <laughs> yeah. I just think it's funny. Like, whatever. We'll just, I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like 6.30 at night. Dawn, boys. That's so awesome. <laughs> see that glow? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah, the, uh. And then, like, and you kind of have it in every aspect. Cause, you know, I was jumping for five years, and I was getting to that point too, where it's like, mm -hmm. all right, well, what's next? Because I think that's what a lot of us fire folks have, especially if you've been in a, you know, a, a leadership role or taking, you know, whether it's like on a district or you know, hot shots or you know, like you're a squad boss for a hot shot crew. Yeah. That's man, that was like. I think I told you last time, like just being friends with you, I'm like, wow, you know, it's still, there's <laughs> still like some of that wow factor because it was like, man, no one left the squad boss for a while, you know, and, like when yeah. I was coming up and it was just like took a long time and it was hard to get to. And yeah, you had to like kill your saw partner and drink their blood <laughs> first and then yeah. like whole thing sac yeah. sacrificed or bigger. Same thing with your squad boss. Yeah. You had to like physically cut people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only sacrifice. But yeah, like yeah. it used to be a game of like, you know, people get in those positions and park because they're rad and being a hotshot is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like, honestly, like in my opinion, I don't know if there is a cooler job than being like a squatty on a hotshot crew. Like you get to do like all the playing with the crew, but you also get to kind of know some of the things that are going on at the higher level. And you start to see the big like 3000 mile away picture from the fire. Like this year, like this is going to sound crazy to you. I'm sure like it sounds crazy to everyone. But I did a heavy equipment assignment, and I was like, oh, we're going to skid all these logs out. 
yeah. Forest Service is going to like make money on this. That's cool. Yeah. Like in my head up until that point, I suppose I just thought that maybe we left them on roads. Like I don't I don't know. I never thought it through, you know. No, well there's no reason to cuz yeah. I, I was the same way until like I, you know, started working with well jumping, working with more mm-hmm. people doing heavy equipment and then, you know, just kind of just eavesdropping on their conversations when they were done and not really eavesdropping, just kind of being in the plane all together and just talking about like what what went on and you know, the amount of board feet and whatever else they're getting, you know, but exactly. log pile and, the, and log deck. And that's when I finally like clicked like, oh, yeah, they're logging and they're going to sell it. I was like, oh, cool. We do other things in the forest service. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's like such a beneficial thing, right? Because you get a, a nice fuel break, you know, for fire folks, but you're yeah. saving the lumber so it gets used. So it's not just getting burned up or, you know, exactly, chipped yeah. or something. So Yeah. And like on the assignment that I'm talking about uh, earlier, I got to work with a guy who's actually like a logger in the opposite of his fire season. Oh, and yeah. just like hearing his perspective on logging and fire safety and like how he's seen forest management come along from the 70s to now. Yeah. It's just super interesting. Really interesting. Yeah, I'd love to kind of hear that. Yeah. You know, just to see how it's Because, you know, you always got to, you know, the old saying, like, you got to be mindful of your past, otherwise it'll repeat itself, you know, right. if you don't learn from your past. So it's like, I don't really know what was happening before my time here. So I'd like to kind of know. And I, yeah. you know, and I think I know, like, you know, little pictures of time, little spots in time, like, the you know, the indigenous folks used to burn and do their own, like, kind of burning ups. And then right, you hear about, yeah. like, a, what was it, like, the Peleotic? Pil- Paleated woodpecker uh, is like been known oh, to carry yeah. like a firebrand from a burning fire into like you know fuel to start the, to keep the fire going because okay. it's like beneficial for. I've them. actually never heard that about the woodpeckers, but I have raked around a lot of trees for them. Oh yeah, see. I thought it was just because they were like impressive looking. Yeah. Well, yeah. I like mean, a twenty-five pound woodpecker. Yeah, those are not huge. really, but they are a very big bird. <laughs> yeah. Well, not, well, I was wondering about because our old, uh, the old uh, prevention uh, fire trailer that we used to have. I don't know if you remember seeing it, but it's always mm-hmm. parked in at the SO there, and um, it had a picture of a red woodpecker carrying a a, a burning stick, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's really cool." And I think it's like from Monty Monty Dolak um, painting or something. And um, whoever was like standing there with me was a fuels person. They're like, "Yeah, that's." You know, they've been known to do that. Yeah. I was like, oh, really? I'm like, you imagine like you're digging line, and all of a sudden you see this like woodpecker come cruising by with yeah. a fiery stick. You're like, oh. you're like the bird's over the line. <laughs> Broken arrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's in the green. Yeah. It's in the green. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, and speaking of broken arrow moments, we definitely, I mean, after coming off of Canada, coming back to Montana, we had some broken arrow moments on the Colts. Oh, yeah, because it's different. Like, you guys had to kind of reset to lower 48 fire. Like, yeah, oh. and all of a sudden, you know, you're in subalpine fur. Piss fur. Uh, <laughs> and it's doing its piss fur thing where it's spotting way out in front of you or, like, trying to get around this little fire and it just yeah. blows out and getting the black and... Yeah. I got a different way. It yeah, a long good. night. Exciting. But yeah. it's not like, you know, so much like like that happened, right? And everyone like followed protocol and procedure and just kind of like kicked back on their training. They're like, okay, we'll just like go in the black, wipe this out, whatever. Yeah. But it was like the next seven days after that, just running into other crews because we were like spiked out too. So all the new crews come to the line. Like it was like a new rumor from every crew. Oh, They're yeah. like, is it true you like spent all night in the black? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> no. No. I didn't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. Is it true your buggies are burned up? I was like, I hope not. My passport's in there. You're like, wait a minute. The, the one that's a stick shift that we've had forever? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm like, well, I mean, I can get a new passport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. No, just kidding. I love my buggy. It's really grown on me. Yeah. Like a man. fungus. Like a fungus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's your fungus now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I totally get it. I'm going to miss the... <laughs> oh, yeah. Grind it until you find it a little it's bit, good, too. It's good, guys. 
is. We got it. I'm getting it. I'm getting the handle of this thing. Getting the yeah. Hand of it. Yeah. We all got a handle on it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Learning experience for everybody. Because mm-hmm. I mean, really, I mean, you probably never see a stick shift buggy again. I, I wouldn't. Oh, think I hope least. not. And I wish it on no one. <laughs> I wish it on yeah. no one. Yeah. Uh, the meanest awesome. thing you could wish on someone. Yeah. Oh, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine, you know, like, because uh, I don't, I haven't driven too much stick in a long time. But, like, I, you know, I, I got an old truck that's a stick shift mm-hmm. and my Land Cruiser stick shift. And, like, when I do drive them in the mountains, like, it's going to sound really wimpy, but my clutch leg, my left leg, does get a little worn out from clutching so much because you just oh, don't yeah. do it anymore, you know? Yeah, because you can't decide if you need to be in, like, first or second, and you throw low in there. Yeah. My squad really hates when I lose, when I use low. It never goes well. It's very oh. jerky. Yeah, oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, snappy jerky motions. It's fine. Yeah. It's getting turned around. Hang on. Yeah, because <laughs> low is always lower than you remember it being, at least for me. Oh, know? yeah, and then, you know, you, like, got some random seasonal back and you doing their best and you're like i can't go that close to the edge we got a rollback factor like, yeah oh totally yeah <laughs> you gotta think about stuff like that or like other resources like pull up behind you on like a steep road you're like oh no 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 too close yeah yeah sorry <laughs> get out and tell them to back up <laughs> yeah well, yeah yeah we had that with some volunteer engines you know like there mm-hmm. was a, i think it was a type four full and it was a stick shift and they're like you know the volunteers like just move it out of the way you know from one of the mountain roads here in the bitter and mm-hmm. it's like no, we can't do that because yeah. our Type 4 is right behind it. It's yeah. like, uh, I don't think anyone's going to be able to drive this thing. It's just going to yeah. slam into our engine. You You're going to have to do it or else we're going to have to leave a chalk down and get a head start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always an option. It's not like the most popular option. I think that's what, yeah, I think that's what ended up happening. <laughs> yeah, so I think someone did end up like chalking it and they for sure were like revving the shit out of it and just like mm-hmm. dumped the clutch and just yeah. took off. I mean, it worked. So. Jumped like five feet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. actually started engaging. Yeah, just got a nice little safe distance. Was that the Sula engine by, no, by happenstance? No, that was the uh, the Type 4 that's more of a Type 5 out of uh, Steve either. Okay, they got a stick shift too, huh? Yeah, Maybe no, it's just like a Bitterroot thing. That like, one's not stick. It's just the one, the, the volunteer oh, one Oh, the volunteer stick. one was yeah, stick. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, now I'm tracking. At least I don't think. I've, I've been in that engine a bunch. I think it's automatic. Yeah, I think uh, like the Darby Sula guys still have a stick shift. They do, there. yeah, that big beast. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's in the shop usually. It is, It yeah. likes it better in there. It so does. It knows where it's safe. Yeah, we try to comply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I go home for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that. Uh, we drove you one day. That's probably good for the season. Yeah, like back I f- to the shop. I kept forgetting it <laughs> existed when I was fighting fire with Sula because, like, yeah. like you said, it was always in the shop. Yeah, you're like better just get the pickup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not like, like it really matters. Like being out in Darby Sula, those guys are never using their engine anyway. They're just no. like, it's yeah. just another truck to yeah. get there. Yeah, exactly. Like we'll just stare at the water from a distance and uh-huh. you know think about Dry using mob. it once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. When that thing would show up and be back in the bay, I'd forget about it. Like, so I go like into the shop area there to grab whatever, use the bathroom, and it's like, oh, I forgot you exist. There's you a truck know? in here. What? <laughs> it looks really nice, you know? Yeah, it's like super shiny. Yeah. Because <laughs> it never goes off road anymore. Because it never goes off of pavement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, poor guy. Not living his dream. Mm-hmm. Um, then, so I don't want to keep it too late, so I'm going to switch gears on you real quick. That's okay, cool. yeah, Do you have anything else to say? I don't want to like. Oh, no. Off. No, you know me. I can talk forever about anything. That's true. That's why I love having you on. It's a gift. Yeah, it is a gift. It's, it's great. Curse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess last thing before I go, are you, uh, before we go off a topic of fire, uh, are you shotgun your app out like everywhere or you got like specific spots? You don't have to tell me. But uh, yeah, I, I applied to some specific spots kind of over the hill, both directions from Derby. So. Oh, nice. While being yeah. vague and still having mystery, yeah, kind like of close to Darby. <laughs> yeah, I like that though. Like just yeah. having a little bit of mystery out there. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, when I was putting it out in the world too, I was like, eh, wherever I land, I, you know, like I got, you know, I had my like spots, but. 
you know, like in any good fire employee who's applying for jobs at different places, whoever calls you, that's your favorite spot. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. That's where you're to go. Exactly. And then you're like in actual like offer day, like getting multiple offers. Like, can I call you back? Uh, give me 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, hold on. I got to speak, speak with my spouse. Yes. That's like the best thing. Like, exactly, right? Yeah. I got to speak with my spouse on this one. Right. I'm like, I should get married so I can use that excuse. Exactly. I, well, I was using it. I didn't even have a girlfriend. I was just like, I need to talk let to my me spouse. S- let me speak with my uh, partner. Yeah, exactly. Talk to my partner real quick about it's this. It's like your dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think about this, buddy? <laughs> He's yeah. like, Grangeville? No. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. Grangeville's not good for me. You're going to want to go to West Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> West is better for us. Like, all right, buddy. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't think there's yeah, a bad spot there. So I think you're in good hands wherever you go. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think, like, even when I had to go places for this job that were less desirable by most people, I still, like, there's always something cool about where the Forest Service is going to send you. If yeah, that's a good point, especially like with your nature. Like you're a people person and you're yeah. a positive person. I think um, me and you have that in common too. You know, like I end up in Winthrop and like that wasn't even on my radar. Yeah. You know? Like until I started applying and I was like, oh, NCSB. Cool. Yeah, I'll so check like, that out. This is a place. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going there and it, you know, it's really cool because I'd never been there. I'd never had been that part of Washington ever in my life. Yeah. So I was like, got to see all this cool new country. Got to see this really cool rad base and had a blast, you know. And yeah. Now, you know, I've got some buddies that are still jumping there, and, like, it, it brings back the feels when they're posting pictures, you know, like the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Casa leaving just, like, last week or the week before, you know, I was like, oh, man, cool. I remember when the Casa left when I was there, yeah. you know? Just your buddies waiting on the horn. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> horn. Oh, God. It's the only, the only thing I didn't really like, because that thing was just... I it, like how you say horn to anyone who's ever jumped, and they're like, no, no. Oh, it's God. like the glow plugs on a buggy to hot shots. Oh, I think yeah. that is, like... Uh, copacetic like the horn for jumpers it's oh, gotta I be bet, yeah because <laughs> that, that damn horn at ncsb at least in in my experience was like if you're right underneath the sucker it just like it, i mean it just like fries your circuits you feel like all your nerves just like zap real quick yeah. it's so loud and then but you can be in the uh in the dining hall which is a little ways away and not that far but it's just good enough insulation where you're like you hear like the faint faintness of the horn like is that we got a fire call? You know, you like kind of like listen for a second, also like, oh shit, and then you like go sprinting towards the, the hangar. I have to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, go get suited up and roll. But it's also kind of cool because you're like, you know, yeah. boogieing. It's time. Yeah, exactly. Just getting a you know go mode and roll. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be awesome. I'm so free. I think it's like you said, it's it's good timing, and yeah. um, your personality is really gonna like mesh well with that. I think too. You know, like that. Just a little different lifestyle, seeing fire of a different angle, you know, and doing yeah. a little bit different fire activity. Yeah, for sure. Maybe have a little bit more family time. Yeah, totally. Like a little cool. more flexibility. <laughs> yeah, especially, you know, like um, some of the bigger bases, like, you know, if you repel out a salmon or like jump out of Missoula, like just more numbers. So there's like a lot more flexibility. Like yeah. we're like on a shot crew or a district, especially of qual. So like. Uh well we kind of need you here from yeah. like July to October. I'm so. like, but it's Columbus Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got plans. I was gonna go somewhere for Labor Day. Like not this year. Yeah, they're like, mm. yeah, <laughs> like well, maybe next year. You know, just like you're too valuable on those mm-hmm. you know smaller entities. But like in jumping and repelling, like there's there's always unless you got high enough up where you do have all the quals and yeah might stick around. And also I'm in like this weird point where like I do want to be around a whole bunch now because like everything just feels like nostalgia. I'm like, this might be my last time waxing a buggy. Yeah. This might be my last time driving a buggy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good, though, to have that mindset, because then you really, like you said, soak it in. And, yeah. And it kind of imprint in your brain, like, oh, man. 
Good I'm times. appreciating it. And yeah, like I said, I do want a single resource, but I don't think I could like ever fully give up on hot shotting again. Yeah. 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 That'd be hard, man. People don't, don't get the crew life. Like I didn't hot shot, but you know, I had the type two IA life with uh, yeah. great Northern as, as a squad boss and as a crew boss later on, when I went back and both times are just so fun. You yeah. Know? Like you're sharing misery with like 20 other people, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's just amazing. Yeah. So it's like not a bad moment. Like you were explaining earlier, like you could be on just the, real bad deal you know yeah. but it's it's fun though because you're sharing it with other people like I remember yeah you're like my armpits are bleeding isn't that funny they're like really chafed <laughs> yeah exactly. no, that's hilarious you know like poison oh poison ivy or poison oak you know like oh, you're i lucky. can't believe you just sat in that people are like what 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 oh yeah oh <laughs> you man. wouldn't believe how many people like especially on hotshot crews where i'm like you will be in the poison oak have no idea what poison oak looks like yeah like every year i like almost have to refresh myself on it and we have one guy from like uh, the Midwest, and I'm always just like, is that that poison oak? He's like, yes, the big red vine that is poison oak. <laughs> yeah, that's the nasty stuff there. Oh man, yeah, and it looks a little different with dormant, but like I just I don't get it, so I don't. I just kind of ignore it. And when I was down south, I was I was looking at this tree, and then there was like a there's like a weird growth, and then I just was like kind of looking at the lean and like check, mm-hmm. and so I was like bear hugging this tree, and right. Like, dancing around like a stripper Doing pretty much some of the- <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> just rub my body all over yeah, the place yeah i know exactly what you're talking about when you do your walk around <laughs> yeah exactly oh lacking the shit out of that tree. oh yeah i was making sure <laughs> especially because you have big hardwood so that yeah like straight up and down so i'm like trying to figure it out and then you're like thank god there's all this limb weight going opposite directions <laughs> this is great. yeah i only can save my, my butt on that one and uh all the local you know southern boys were like man that boy must really like poison oak and uh i overheard him I'm like what was that <laughs> like that's all poison oak right there and i was like oh great you know if my face is just against it he had me name <laughs> so that was that was great but uh luckily yeah like i said i don't react to it luckily but yeah uh, super lucky <laughs> still yeah still like every little like twitch you know like uh like you know anyone who's been sawing like you just have like those little itches from like sawdust or whatever you know like oh yeah on your body in weird spots and i'm like is that it you it, know? Is that it beginning? Yeah. And it's always like in your sunset, like, is that it beginning in my armpit? Or does my yeah. armpit just itch? Yeah. And then you're like paranoid about it the rest of the day. Yeah, like weird spots, like, yeah, like on my neck or on my face. I'm like, I'd like, a scr- like scared to scratch my face. Yeah. I don't want to spread it, you know, if that's it. Yeah, and I don't even know if that's like really a thing. I always thought like scratching it did spread it. But, like, apparently, like, you know how it kind of, like, weeps that yeah. doesn't spread it? I don't know. Someone tried to explain it to me this year. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, I just know that a lot of times it goes to, like, your uh, nether regions because yeah. of the oil and the sweat just, like, mm-hmm. pull it down. So, like, you know, like, a lot of a lot of butt cracks get filled with, with oh, the poison. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, then, and then you're getting the shot. You're getting the steroids. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> I remember, like, yeah, one of my friends, he, I mean, it was, at, like, they ended up having to get rid of a sleeping bag because, like, oh, he yeah. slept in it, so all the oil was in the sleeping bag, and he had been covered in it by the second day, but, like, it started, like, his his ass cheeks were just like covered oh <laughs> yeah know? and like, it's always the worst people like sit in their buggy seat and then like end up getting the shot and get better and like we come home and they have r&r and then we like go back on another roll and they're like driving to a new fire oh, sweating in their seat and get it again no. from their seat yeah that oil just stays oh it's like, yeah no, it's so hard to get rid of man yeah well shoot i gotta switch gears because i don't like i said i want to keep us here too late yeah um, we're going to third yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'm just gonna have to have you on a, another time this this fall, I think, or something. Is that what you meant by a third? Oh no, I I mean like third gear. Oh, going third gear. Yeah, I keep kind of like tickling. Since we're switching gears. Yeah, yeah. I kind of tease second. We didn't really go into it. We started talking about more fire, but yeah, uh, fitness is what I was talking about. Cause fitness like, time. Yeah, fitness time. Cause, <laughs> I mean, you've always been like super fit, anyways, but now you're doing like some more like ultra stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I. I, I said I signed up for an 100K, but like I'm I'm pretty 
I'm deciding between a 150k right now. I think it kind of depends on what program I end up in. Oh, yeah. um, I think it's like a little bit more realistic for like the training plan that I would have uh, going into rappelling to yeah. the 100k, opposed to I'd probably um, prefer the 50k going into jumping just because the training I have planned for that is a little bit more intense. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of slow rolling into it now, you know, so I'm doing the PT test once a week, everyone's favorite. Yeah, whew. And yeah, just starting to get back into that building phase either way where you're trying to make yourself not skinny fat, be able to run for the first time. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I know that's like my life is skinny fat. You know, everyone's yeah. always like, you look like you're in great shape. Like, no, I am like... Yeah. It's a horrible shape. I just stay skinny. Yeah, so. you're like, I'm one bag of Doritos away from a breakdown. I can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. September, I got the late season hot child blues. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing I want to touch on, too. But, um, God, I mean, I don't, want, I don't want to, like, skip gears too fast now that we're rolling. But, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, that's that's another thing I want to talk about, too, is, like, the end of the, the, you know, the, the hot shot blues. I, I just imagine, you know, like I said, I didn't do it, but, like, I imagine it's got to be a little worse uh, for hot shots at the end of the season, like that, that, like, end of the season breakup, you know? Yeah, and I, I think it's, like, a combination of two really big things. It's both I am so physically and emotionally Trained. exhausted yeah. because the, both those facets of your life are just redlined all the time, whether it's digging hotline or being big box and brushing a road to staying up weird hours driving yeah. and driving like a buggy of people which is like emotionally stressful can't attest yeah. um because obviously you want the best for all of them and to keep them safe and to get them home to people who love them mm -hmm. and then in the inverse you know you come home and everyone's emotionally redlined because it's such a great thing you're seeing your loved ones again and there's so much pressure for those three days to be perfect and yeah. like you to not talk about work i mean like my partner and I try not to talk about work, although during the summer, it's really hard not to. Yeah, um, both being in fire. Yeah. 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 And yeah, just so everyone's like emotionally and physically drained. And I think that's one part of it. And then like the other part is just like you can see a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And you're like, I don't have to do this anymore in a week. Yeah. Or at least most people. I mean, a lot of positions have been converted to like PFTs now, which in my opinion, like creates kind of a whole nother unintended consequence in a way but there's we'll yeah. have to see where it goes over the next couple of years yeah it'll be interesting because i kind of think the same way because like it's uh you don't get that like release and the separation you know from yeah. a thousand hours of overtime in a very short period of time you yeah know? exactly and like all at the same time like in addition to all of that going on you're also leaving like the only friends and family really that you've known constantly for the last six seven months yeah if you're more than like a 1039 seasonal worker like more than six months like people who you've bonded with closely who you have gone through traumas with and have supported while they went through traumas and all the ways and all the growing pains and all the things during the summer and all of a sudden like everyone just kind of shotguns out across the country and that support system's gone yeah God. like this time of year is super hard yeah you know? yeah is that? so i think like i mean especially with my squad and like something being like their last day tomorrow like i like to kind of group everyone up on my mods and squads the last day and i obviously have like individual emails with them and they like tell me that they hate me and stuff but yeah. No, just kidding. Not usually. I haven't got one of those yet. Someday. Yeah, just glaring at you the whole yeah. time. You're like, like, why did you make me do that thing in July? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what thing? I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I'm like, what? You need to, you need to start blacking those things out. Yeah, exactly. Um, like the rest of us. Yes, it's it's good for you. P push it down. I think. I don't know. Yeah. It might not be. That's how we all deal with it. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, gosh, I've lost my train of thought. 
Oh, we were just th- I was just talking kind of more about like that offseason blues. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Like- so I like to like group everyone up on the last day, you know, kind of like extend that olive branch to be like, you know, like y'all know where I live. I'm in downtown Derby. Like doors always open. Phone calls are two seconds away. Even if you think it's something dumb, like I lost my cat and I'm really sad. Yeah. I didn't think anyone else would understand. Like be here all winter. Stop by. Yeah. Come hang. Yeah. yeah. I know I'm trying to figure out some, some kind of support system, like where I can help with this podcast, kind of like cast it out a little bit like a I mean I even toyed around with doing like a three on three tournament, like basketball tournament at, yeah. at Trapper in like January, you know, like end of January was like the darkest, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, because there's no light in the canyons. Yeah, <laughs> it's just man, cold and not mm-hmm. not a lot to do and just for a social thing, because so many people kind of hole up in the winter and just like hang out and you know not do anything because they've been so busy all summer and then yeah, you know sometime you know late winter then start kind of kicking it back in gear to get in shape for fire season again it's yeah. just kind of a brutal cycle everyone gets the early Februarys, as i call them where they're like oh man i gotta put weight on my back and hike again <laughs> yeah you gotta get the body ready Ooh. oh no <laughs> yeah yoga yoga is a good thing yes yes hot yoga is coming back around once a week at least can't wait oh yeah i gotta get into it because like i'll play like one hockey game and i'm just like stiff as a bowstring yep. for, for, like, a yeah yeah and like i feel like the older i get too the more time and effort i have to put into like active recoveries like i can't just like run in 100k anymore and then just like not stretch and drink beer that whole night and be fine the next day like yeah. i will pass away the next day if i do that i'm, I'm drinking gatorades <laughs> and pedialyte yeah like go to the store they're like are those for your kids i'm like i don't have any no yeah. for me it's all for me <laughs> yeah, that's how it was during rookie training cause yeah. it, was, it was like way too hot so i i was living off pedialyte the whole time yeah because you're just sweating your ass off in the jumpsuit you mm-hmm. know all day so it's like oh I'm glad I knew about it because I don't know what I did. I just died. Yeah, I don't know what people did before Pedialyte. Yeah. Rabdo, I think that's what killed Rabdo was the Pedialyte. Yeah. Or COVID, it was one or the other. Wait, one of the, yeah. Something happened. There's some kind of fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of COVID, I have had this like discussion in my office with some people. Like I was like, the PFT work schedule for Hot Shots is like the COVID of work schedules. Like what COVID was it to viruses? Like it was crazy. We were all scared of it. And then like we all got it. And now it's just like a regular part of life, right? Yeah. That we like live with. And yeah. it's just how things are. Like see, COVID's yeah. just out there. Like the PFT, in my opinion, is like the same thing. Like none of the 18 and 8s like really want to be a PFT. It doesn't seem like. Like everyone's really scared of it. And then like you at some point, if you want to move up anymore, like get forced into that. And then it's just the way of life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, not it's too normal. bad. Yeah. And you think about like all the annual leave you accrue. So you can take some good chunks of time yeah. off in the winter anyways then. And, you know, you're yeah. still accruing stuff towards retirement, you know, your TSB, all that good stuff. So yeah. like I said, like at first it's very intimidating and scary because, you know, we all had to deal with it, you know, me and you. And, right. And then once you're in it, though, you're like, oh, it's not so bad. Oh, yeah. I know. When I took my PFT, like, I didn't know it was a PFT. I, like, took the job. Jay was like, congratulations on your PFT. I was like, what, what, what? Yeah, we, where did I sign on that? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's a PFT. I was like, oh, yes, that's great. I'm going to have to take annual for the rest of the day. <laughs> like, stumbled out to my car and, like, like I was in Derby. And I drove to Missoula because I was like, I want to treat myself to a movie. I'm so distraught. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm driving to Missoula and I cried the whole way. Yeah. That's 60 miles of crying. <laughs> that's a lot, yeah. I showed up at the movie theater. They were like, are you okay? I was like, I don't know. Give me the popcorn. Yeah, exactly. I want, want yeah. the big popcorn. But and it grew on me. And now now it's just a way of life. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah, normal. totally. Yeah. You just had to get, you know, go through that little bit of period of, uh, you know. Adjustment. Yeah, adjustment. Yeah. I was, Where I was like, like now m- I work like 95% of America. Yeah. All year round. Yeah, exactly. But you just hammer a ton of hours in the summer. Yeah, you know? yeah. I get to work two full years every year now. Yes. Yeah, yeah but I, th- I think, yeah, just like all of that leads 
together, like the new pay schedules and like the regular hotshot season and then your emotional redlining and your physical redlining and your body getting broken down and you getting skinny fat and all that compiles into the late season hotshot blues where you have this light at the end of the tunnel like just got to make it to layoff day and like even for me now like i just want to lay the seasonals off because they got bigger and better things to do than be here with me right now yeah go have fun while there's still some sun and some good temperature and i I honestly think like the more years you hotshot the easier everything gets including that so like yeah i like i really really struggled with it my first couple years hotshotting in region four like i would get super depressed over the winter and i just felt like I was like going into hot shotting. I was like, I'm going to feel great after this. Like I'm going to feel triumphant and like drive my truck into the sunset back to Boise when I'm done with the season, like the end of the breakfast club. Like, yeah, exactly. and that's like, and everything. yeah, that's like not how it is. You know, they're <laughs> yeah. like, turn your pack and get out. Yeah. And you're like, what's what? And I think just like realizing that like, okay, that's the reality of the situation and like finding like, ways to like handle that whether it's like a little tradition like when i used to get laid off as a seasonal i'd always make um what are they brass monkeys oh yeah 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 i'd have myself like a brass monkey like layoff day brass monkey and now i just like eat a whole box of donuts yeah yeah you get a crispy cream you get one of every donut take a bite of every single one feel terrible but also like kind of accomplished (laughs) because that's a lot of donuts there's a lot of donuts yeah yeah, (laughs) flavors and exactly yeah feel bad from all the sugar but it's all right i'm like coconut who's putting this on donuts monsters yeah Yeah, monsters exactly uh yeah i never had a coconut donut no you don't need it in your life no oh i can't even think about like donut like it's so much sugar that just destroys me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because my Crohn's. Like, oh, yeah, I bet immediately. Oh, just, I didn't like, even think about that. So fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Ignore that those exist, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't <laughs> need that. <laughs> and then well, the the thing, you get the sugar buzz, so just you forget about the uh, all the other stuff. You yeah, know, maybe, maybe that's why I was like subconsciously doing it, because either of those things, like you're getting a mad sugar buzz. Maybe that's how I was like getting through that. Yeah. Last day, that separation anxiety from my people. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I could see that's it. It's something for sure. And and then you got like your just uh, nomadic type personality types who are like already going to Thailand. Like, oh, yeah, peace them out, you know. Yeah. And, and they're, so they adjust just fine. But then the folks who are like in the area still are like, well, yeah, all my friends are gone. <laughs> right. Know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you do definitely have like those two types of people, especially hot shotting. But I do like this time of year, like hearing people plan all the trips together that they're not ever going to take. Uh, that's that was me. I they're was like, always... we're going to Japan. I like yeah. see them in April. I'm like, how was Japan? They're like, oh no, I, I went to Detroit instead. <laughs> yeah, that that was totally me. I always end up going somewhere like not fun or, yeah. or like less fun, I guess. You Gary, know? Indiana. Yeah, Gary. Oh, not that I'm picking on either of those places. But it's not tropical paradise. Yes, yeah, either exactly. one of those places. It's not Baja. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. I know, especially for me, like the first year, uh, I jumped all the all the bros that were getting laid off. We got furloughed, and it was in thirteen, so we all got furloughed about the same time. And those guys got like some of those BMW, like, like uh, what do you call them? Like, uh, almost, like sprinter vans? No, they were like the bikes that are like kind of oh, like a dirt bike, Enduros. but a road bike. Yeah, kind of like an enduro thing. Yeah. I think like a different name for it. But e- either way, yeah. they did this cool cross-country trip all the way down Baja. And, Rad. Uh, I was like, man, that sounds awesome. And um, But at the time, I had my other, my other trip planned with uh, my friend Bronson and Casey. And you know, my other buddy Matt was going to meet us there in the Bahamas. We tried to sail and we didn't make it. So. Oh no! Yeah, we were in the ocean, but we didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you feel like pirates though, at least for a little while? Yeah, for a minute. We had a ton of rum, so that was kind of helping us get through the. Okay. Through the, the yeah. bad time, but right, and yeah. the, and the scurvy, fighting the scurvy. And fighting, yeah, that's what they say. Rum, rum cures it. It's you know, important. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we lo- we lost the keel, we lost the rudder, and 
Yeah, we're we're out there pretty deep. So. Aye. Yeah, we had a GPS going, so my friend Bronson, whose boat it was in the GPS, yeah. so he did the math. I already just like saw the track on it and like then just like saw how far it is to like Grand Bahama or wherever our destination was and like we would have like surpassed Grand Bahama with the amount of miles we were Uh-oh. tooling around the ocean just like we weren't we weren't totally stranded, but like we weren't really going anywhere because the keel was still attached to us, so it was working oh. like a sea anchor, sea anchor. Okay. So instead of being like this way, it went this way. Uh-oh. So just like pushing water. So like for people just listening, instead of being like going, you know, the normal way it goes in the water, like we're just like one straight direction. One straight direction. Yeah. <laughs> it went sideways like a fan, like a wing, but like yeah. you know, the fat side against the current. So like we went from going like I think somewhere between like four and six knots to one point something you oh know, like that ain't right it. away yeah like, i'd be like look at all this quality time we're having together man. i always wanted to see me a nice ocean sunrise yeah that's pretty much what we got set <laughs> yeah we were soft by the time that sun came up and we were trying to get it into an inlet so was it this didn't end up being like a coast guard situation though. no no that's we didn't good. have to get saved i mean we're fire folks so you know, right figure right it out. you're like no no no, that'd be too embarrassing I'm yeah we probably, we probably would drown first yeah. <laughs> you know or, i'll and, let the sharks eat me first yeah, and the bermuda triangle before everything exactly <laughs> yeah, bad. and then at least i'll be a legend yeah, love a cooler story. You know, yeah. that's what it always hangs on to. Being the Bermuda Triangle with Tupac. Yeah, exactly. And Elvis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Biggie's probably there too. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, all, all the legends. They're fighting in the triangle. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> of, like the Chive or something lately, and it was just like growing up. I thought I was gonna have to battle with the Bermuda Triangle a lot more, or at least deal with it. Oh yeah. And like that's not an issue. Yeah. But, all the drugs that they kept warning me about, I haven't found those and <laughs> like no. all these things. Like it was like true that like the late nineties, probably all through the nineties, that's all it, yeah. It was like Bermuda Triangle and drugs everywhere. Four oh one K. Yeah. Was that or no, or, was uh, it the Aztecs? Yeah, the Y two K things. Y two K, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Four oh one K. I'm like retirement. We Look all had you. good retirement. <laughs> yeah. Well it's all the maturity coming through now, yes. you know, PFTs and four oh one K. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you PFTs. all should get a Roth IRA. It's good for you. Yeah, it's, it's a good Expand move. Expand your portfolios. <laughs> the, the adult the adult move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well shoot, I I think we can keep talking forever, but um I was gonna limit this one. Uh, yeah. Just, as <laughs> we were like, we're gonna be short talk. this time. Yeah. But I, I, could, I could keep talking to you for sure. But I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. And if you get some time this fall, we'll have to do another one a little bit longer because I want to talk a little bit more about the fitness and yeah. just more stories about Canada. But, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we'll do I know again. I could talk about fitness for days. but Yeah, that too. And like a little bit more of the mental health stuff too. Because, like yeah. I said, I think you got a, a really good handle on it, especially like off, offering up, um, you know, folks to like reach out and just being like being there and available is, is a big deal. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think like, you know, take care of your people goes a lot farther than. You're 52. Yeah. And that's a good thing to remember, especially this time of the year. And, Absolutely. you know, you don't know what people are walking out of your base walking into. So, yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, man, you know, make, for, you know, it's a little public service message, I guess. Just like checking on your people. You know, like, yeah. if, you, if you're thinking about them, call them. You know, like, it's, it goes a long way this time of year because people, yeah. like you said, people are going into a different life and trying to navigate new waters and, you know, going from a thousand miles an hour like a hot shot or yes. you know to nothing so it's a it's a big change you yeah know? the great yeah. car crash dummies of the fire world where you're going a thousand miles into the wall yeah. <laughs> the end of the season yeah like you said i was like all right well see you next year yep. you know like yeah so come back but fitter yeah exactly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll see you next year but yeah you better be more fit more fit yeah totally because there's never a ceiling on it <laughs> no there isn't yeah it can't be too fit exactly you know, switch for fire can't be too fit yeah <laughs> well shoot thanks a lot for being yeah, here I appreciate yeah you. thanks for having me again yeah awesome well, to do beginning middle end
Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think it worked out really good. And uh, yeah, Swati, we'll do another one this this uh, fall or something. Yeah. Tie back in. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Teresa. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for everybody listening.